Hey, what's up, everyone out there? Thank you so much for tuning in to another Addicted Fishing Podcast. You guys have been just hammering me because we don't put these out very much anymore. And apparently, we trend, like, pretty good on the fishing podcasts. Like, we're, like, ranked on the podcast pretty high. And so... We're, like, 2,800 out of 29. No. I'm, I'm totally kidding. No, we're, I'm, like, ranked pretty high. And I think we would benefit from recording these a little bit better or actually, like... I mean, somebody just asked me the other day, do you guys do podcasts? Not in the summertime. <laughs> yeah. I was just to say, when the days get short, we do podcasts. When yeah. the days are long, we're fishing. Well, <laughs> it's funny, too, because, like, sometimes it'll be, like, Clint's just on his A-game, getting the podcast, like, edited, getting them up, like, instantly. And then I'm not on my A-game. I'm, like, screwing up and, like, not publishing them good. And then Clint will go off of his A-game and not edit them. And then that's when I'm, like, on my A-game and, and, like, asking him, like, where the hell the podcast is. No, no, is. no, no, no. Don't admit defeat or fault. It's Always the last podcast that is still sitting in the podcast folder is Clint's fault. Okay. And I didn't put it out because remember Clint, we were like, we need to put this out like this week. And if we don't, we're basically burning it and we didn't put it out. And so now we had to burn it because it was right before the sturgeon opener. And we talked like sturgeon, remember? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, guys, there's just a little backstory of why we suck at recording these. But if you guys want to hear more of these podcasts, Please just do something. Tell us, comment, send us some Instagram messages. Tell us a story on what you want to hear. Podcast, yeah, shoot us some podcast. emails. Let us know. Let's hear some comments on our YouTube channel, wherever, to let us know that we need to be recording more of these. Because if we get enough good feedback, we'll figure out a way to put more effort in and record these damn podcasts. Because I mean, we like recording them. We do like recording them. It can be anything too, from like current fishing, current techniques, like how we can talk Jordan- about the current state of the government. Oh, mm, mm, we could talk about no. how, like how like little got his name or like right, I mean anything yes, like you know totally. what I mean. That we need Whatever. to talk. We do need to talk more about that stuff. So yeah. I thought about today's yeah. podcast. It would be fun to tell a bunch of people who our listeners are how you two got involved in addicted because I don't think that story has been told ever on our podcast. You've told everywhere else ish. You would be surprised, Cam, how many people don't have a clue. Oh, that's funny. Think about it. We get eight thousand new YouTube subscribers a month, sometimes fifteen thousand. Those are yeah. people that have no clue who we, who are, we are, where yeah. we came from, why we started addicted. Well, we just found Jordan living under a rock on yeah. the riverbank. He just likes yeah. to catch yeah. fish, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. So well, this mess of hair under a bridge. Right, said, right. Hey, Is what are you doing? Alive? Yeah. Hey, how well, are Cam, you? you go first because you were. No, kind I don't of want the... to go first. I can't lead into that. We got you were the first Jordan. guy that got. Well, Jordan was after you, so we got to do this oh, sequential. Geez. Or I could start and just talk about why I started addicted originally. Let's which... go with that. Okay. Ground zero. Ground zero. So, first of all, before we get this started, let's go, Brandon. And then after that, let's uh, talk about why I started addicted. So, if you guys didn't know, kind of my backstory, I grew up in foster care pretty much my whole life and my parents struggled with heroin addiction my my brother did pretty much my whole family struggled with addiction and eventually passed away overdosed on drugs but i do have some faint memories of my dad taking me fishing actually the funniest thing ever that i remember is my dad used to take me fishing so he didn't have to buy a fishing license and what he would do is he would he would take <laughs> me and my sister and we would sleep in the truck Mm-hmm. Or be whatever, or sometimes we'd be out there, but a lot of times he would night fish for catfish. He loved catfishing, so he'd go out at night, and then also the game wardens were down at night, so mm-hmm. he would go out at night mm-hmm. and go fishing. And uh, so my dad was a heroin addict, guys, so he probably he wasn't very legal <laughs> with anything he did. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> anyway, so that I remember that because I specifically remember him getting checked one night, and the game warden was like, "Where's your fishing license?" And he's like, "Well, I'm not fishing." 
my son's fishing. And I, I'm like five years old, like sitting on the bank. Yeah, bring it on. <laughs> and so, that rod, that's not my rod. But regardless, <laughs> some of those memories, yeah. I do, they stuck with me. Like I, I think I, they stuck with me big. I remember my dad one time bringing home like this giant trout, which we're not going to tell you how he got that trout. But I remember him one time bringing home this giant trout. Um, and I was just like dumbfounded at how big this thing was. And I just had some memories of fishing. And then I went into foster care. I got into some trouble when I started getting older into like my teenage years, I got into some really bad trouble and the state of Washington finally just took me away from my parents forever. And I ended up in battleground out in the middle of nowhere. In my opinion, I was from like downtown Vancouver. And so when I asked where you originally were from, yeah, I was in downtown Vancouver. I was born in Longview, actually Longview, Mm. Washington. Mm. Um, but I ended up in, in battleground over kind of by Louisville, you know, out there, out in that area. And I was in boy scouts. And so with Boy Scouts, you know, you start camping and doing all these things. And I started getting into fishing in Boy Scouts, you know, going fishing on trout fishing, camping trips and stuff like that. And then I got into an age, you know, when I got into my teenage years where Boy Scouts was kind of, I just didn't care about anymore. You know, you start getting older and you don't think Boy Scouts are that cool anymore. And I stopped fishing. I didn't really fish from probably 15, 16 until I was about 18. I didn't really fish at all. And then when I was 18, I got a job at Sportsman's Warehouse. And one of my buddies there, well, I met Josh. I met mm-hmm. Josh Handy there. That's where I met Josh. Me and him used to go smallmouth fishing and largemouth fishing all the time. And then one of my buddies took me steelhead fishing. And pretty much from that day forward, I was like, just, there was nothing stopping me. I was going fishing nonstop every day. But this kind of background that I had of addiction and, and drugs and all these things that I went through as a kid kind of stuck with me. And it really resonated with me on the fishing side of things because I started thinking about all these kids that were like me, you know, all these kids that grow up in these areas where honestly they don't have access to fishing or they're in foster care and their foster parents don't fish. And, and I really wanted to just share that same passion and addiction that I had for fishing. And so I started a fishing website called it Fishing Addicts Northwest. I was writing blog articles. I was writing articles for Northwest Sportsman Magazine about fishing and just fishing every single day, calling in sick to work, like just literally consuming my life with fishing. Um, and that's where the name addicted comes from. You know, I named it addicted fishing because I chose this healthy path of fishing versus what my parents and my family chose of, you know, drug addiction. And so the brand continued to grow. I have a marketing background. I've done marketing and business development kind of my whole life. And so it was an easy transition into the fishing world to start kind of branding fishing and teaching people how to fish and we've stuck with the motto from day one educate entertain and inspire we put all sorts of videos out you know educating people and teaching people about fishing and advocating for fishing and uh yeah it's gone really good but i will say when we kind of first started you know about three four years into the blog and and we we had built a following we probably had six or seven thousand followers on facebook and we and you know, we had a decent Instagram and we had some YouTube videos. We would make these like highlight reels of us steelhead fishing all over the place. Um, I still remember all the YouTube like creator studio songs yep. that they would all be too. Yeah. Like, they're all like the familiar songs oh, you yeah. hear yep. everywhere. Yeah. Anyways. Talk. Yeah. So we'd make a lot of that stuff. <laughs> Memories. But I would That's say. That's the first thing I think about too when I think of those videos. Yeah. The music. But I would going. say we were kind of looked at in the fishing industry as just like punks. Like we were just little punk kids, you know, I wore my hat like up off my head and kind of crooked to the side. And, you know, I just didn't really give a, give a shit about what anyone thought about me. I just was really, I really loved fishing and I wanted to share that with other people, but I couldn't really like 
turn what I had built into like a brand or into something more professional until I met Cameron. And then I met Cameron. And again, don't get me wrong. We had a couple sponsors. We had short bus flashers and we had Joel's jigs and we had, we had some people in the industry that definitely liked what we were doing and they saw a little bit of the vision, but I didn't necessarily have like a bigger picture vision of where I was going to take the brand and, and what I was going to do with it. And then I met Cameron. How did that happen? Well, I'm going to back you up like two seconds because, you know, you, you talked about you know, these, these punk kids running yeah. around and you would, you know, I mean, don't get, I mean, I, I wasn't oblivious to like fishing addicts Northwest before I met you mm-hmm. on the water. And, uh, you know, I'd see these pictures, these steelhead you post enough and I'm like, yeah. sons of bitches in my backyard. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy that you got your, did you catch your first steelhead on that river? Yes. Too? Yeah. So it's just kind of like. Literally, I think I might have just been three years ahead of you in this, like, you know, kind of crazy fishing world. But seeing those pictures and stuff like back in the uh, the days of iFish yep. <laughs> and, and blogs like that. But at that time, you know, Facebook was just kind of coming around and, uh, you know, social media uh, for that in general. And so, like, yeah, I definitely heard of Fishing Addicts Northwest. I kind of never, like, draw an opinion of, like, oh, okay, these kids are punks. Or whatever, this person's punk until they treat me bad or say something. Yeah. Then, and then it's, you know, then I'll stab well, your I mean, eyes out. It's but, the same thing that why people but, so, don't like us today. Like, people didn't like us back then because they didn't like that we post well, pictures. They didn't people, like that we made people videos. People don't like you because they don't know you. Yeah. And that, and and sometimes, like, you know, when you see someone being successful or, or driving a little bit of success online or wherever it is, even whatever scale that might be, like, whether you're a guy who's... I mean, shoot, look at the guys that sometimes even post their, like, first salmon on social media. They get media. ripped They get sometimes. ripped sometimes. And it's like, so, so I never sad. I never try to draw that conclusion, like, until I, until I actually meet and, like, know somebody, whatever. So, coincidentally, you know, you were running that for at least three years, probably at least three. Yeah, three. It's 11 three years, four. so I was 2009. It was 2009 when I started it. Yeah. So, 2009, and then, oh, yeah, so shoot, it's like 12 years now. Yeah. I don't know, seven, eight years ago. Whenever, but anyways, long and short, I'm out fishing wobblers. And back when we used to wobbler fish on the Columbia River yeah. for fall, which we don't do anymore, coincidentally, Not and very often, sitting there anchored one day, and and I had a really good spot off one of the local river mouths, and it was kind of like it was a good year, a good run. So let me think, because that had to be 2000. I don't think it was the big million fish run, but it was probably 2013. I think it was 13. Yeah. Yeah. Anchored up catching fish, and you guys were in Lonnie's boat, wasn't it? Lonnie's yep, boat. Lonnie's boat. I had the purple boat. Was it purple or black? It was like black and blue. Black and blue. Okay. Yeah. That was purple. Anyways, anchored next to me and, and shoot, we just anchored up. I was running a trip. You guys were doing your thing. But like, you know, when you're kind of in that hog line, it's definitely like a little bit of a team mentality. Like, you know, you work together, you make sure fish don't drive into the other person's lines and you clear rods and you do, you know, you do what you can. We had, a, I don't know, I thought we had a reasonably good time and uh, super fun, you day. know, super fun day. We all caught fish. But I, I do remember... You catching a lot more than us. I had a lot more rods out. A lot more rods out. But we but we all caught fish. It was good. And so long and short, uh, you know, bid farewell. Nice to meet you. Cool. See you later. And I wake up, you know, to get these spots and to do what I had to do back in those days. I had to get up, you know, freaking 2 a.m., mm-hmm. get out there three hours before daylight to drop our anchor ball, try to get a little sleep the night before, you know, kind of a thing, and get back out there to do it all over again. And I get out there at 2 in the morning or some ungodly hour. And I'm driving down the river. And I'm like looking down there. And I'm like, that's a set of nav lights. I'm like, who the f is sitting where I like to sit? I mean, and they are on the X. <laughs> sure enough, these guys get. I'm like, 
oh, we're going to do this all over again, huh? So Marlon stole my spot. That's how I tell everybody <laughs> how I, how I hmm. got to meet Marlon. He literally stole my fishing spot. Damn river poaching, whatever. But what ended up poaching. happening that day is we all right. caught fish again. Yeah, we all caught fish. We all had a great time. But I was like, really, dude? You're like, 2 o'clock? No, I wasn't that mad about it because, like I said, ultimately it was really good fishing. A really good run, you know. We knew if you were in that five boat spot, you were you were getting them, and uh, yeah. And I think at the end of that, it was like, well, hey, next time you go up on that old river there, this is yep. we started winter steelhead fishing together, yep. and it's like son of a gun, this guy like goes everywhere, it goes everywhere, and I mean, I grew up on that river as well, and uh, it was uh, I think from there on, it was kind of like I kind of realized they had it. Marlon had a kind of a good thing going, you know, deaf technology and the game. We'll call it the game. It was changing too because, I mean, ultimately, like in my guide service, I mean, shoot, I've been doing, I was doing it probably nine or ten years at that time. I guess it adds up because it was two thousand, it was two thousand four when I got married. Yeah, it was that same year I got my guide license, and so yeah, I I knew that you know, things things were changing and and uh, you know Facebook and social stuff was going on and you asked to do some tips and some little horrible how-to videos yeah, and all. We, made yeah, some, sure. we made some terrible ones yeah. but they helped a lot of people they but helped a lot, lot of people. people gravitated towards that and then of course like outside of fishing addicts northwest like i saw the response you know just with um you know not even necessarily like with business response but just people on the river like yeah i saw that video you know thank you like that really kind of helped and now my daughter caught a fish and you know like just yep. you kind of built this this you know there definitely was a community there and i saw it and i saw that in marlin and what he'd built and so, yeah, I wanted to be a part of it and wanted to help out. And <laughs> here we are, history. three movies and podcast studios and freaking adventures to Florida and ICAST and trips to Alaska and ugh, frick everywhere. It's been a crazy. Michigan. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> countless fishing adventures. Who knows where it's going to go? So. A lot more plans in the works, that's for sure. And we couldn't, we wouldn't be able to do it without all you guys out there that follow us and and support us and we just really appreciate all the support and it's just been a crazy journey and I can't wait to see where it's going to go into the, into the future. I'm really excited. It's a lot more fun, but along those journeys, especially I think with the first movie, yep, we found that guy sitting under the riverbank. Long, long, I think his hair was down to his ass at that time. Not might have been. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, it, might have been. It was, was it longer? I can't remember. I, I, it was definitely more tangled up. <laughs> a little more dready <laughs> for sure. A little more like I've been fishing 150 days exactly. straight. Yeah. Last but not least. So I stumbled in to the Addicted booth at the Sportsman Show. I was working a booth at the Sportsman Show for Lodge. I was working out in Alaska and was just kind of wandering around and, and walked over and made my way down through the the one side of the show that now we own the whole row, which is awesome. Yeah, that developed. Uh, and saw Marlon standing there, and I was kind of just you know going booth to booth talking to people, and somehow I honestly don't even remember the first interaction as much. Yeah, I do. You came up to me, and I remember thinking like, who the f is this guy with long hair and stuff? I I remember getting like pretty weird impression when you came up, but then you came up, you shook my hand, you're like, hey, I'm Jordan. You know, I guide on this river. I've watched a few of your videos. I think they're awesome. And you gave me one of your cards, and you're like, if you ever want to go fishing, just hit me up. I'd love to take you guys out. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how the first interaction went. Well, and I, I remember calling. I actually called Lonnie. I'm like, dude, this this guy came up to me. He's freaking he fishes this X river, the river we wanted to fish forever. Yep. And he floats this really cool section of it. We should go fishing with him. So ultimately, I think he was trying to do exactly what he did to Cameron. <laughs> steal, spot, yeah, steal yeah, and he's, yeah. And it's, I mean, so that's how that. Part of addicted, just yeah, like Marlon, go steal your fishing grounds and yeah. you're good. <laughs> no, that is not true. And so, 
Marlon hit me up. We planned a trip and he brought his friend, um, Rob, Rob came with and we had a fantastic day and it was, I mean, it was very casual. None of the, none of the, I mean, the whirlwind of the life we live now is ever a thought process, I think for any of us. Yeah. Um, but it just so happened. I took Marlon out. We had a great day, caught a beautiful, like one of the fish of the year for, for that river Big for 17, me, it was 17 pounder. It was huge. It was beautiful fish. So kind of sealed the deal. We kind of buddied out that day. Still didn't really know each other at all. And, uh, couple weeks went by and and we planned another trip and he's like well let's come out for summer steelhead i'm like you got to see this in the summer blah 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 he's like yeah we'd love to and uh at that time i was leaving in july on fourth of july actually to go work at this this lodge in a particular area in alaska uh for the whole summer and i'm talking to marlon on the phone and he goes yeah no way we're gonna go to alaska this summer and make a movie and i'm like huh well that's cool where are you going and he goes here and i'm like well that's where i'm gonna be living for three months so that's pretty ironic as fate would have it. Fate. And really, I, 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 I say it all the time when people go, how'd you end up here? And I say gravity. It's just, it's, all this is very natural. No, I don't feel like any of us, other than working hard, have tried to make this happen. It's all. I mean, other than Pawpaw. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got to hear that story. Yeah, we'll, we'll tell the Pawpaw story too. <laughs> it's just, it's not, it's, it's where we're supposed to be, I feel like. And it, it mm-hmm. makes me, it satisfies my mind and my heart a lot with this family that we have uh, at Addicted, knowing how it all happened. I mean, nobody got over on anybody to get here or, or, you know, pulled any strings to be in the positions we are and addicted. But anyways, they come up on a record coho year in Alaska. So a lot of you out there probably have no sense of what that actually means. Uh, but they show up and there's, I mean, more fish than any of us have probably ever seen or will see again in a, in a small river. Uh, and we made addicted Alaska one. And, that was that was that at that point, and I came home after the end of the or excuse me, end of the fall, right in the beginning of October, um, and Marlon asked me to come do a live feed, and we did the premiere and everything for the first movie, and uh, but really wasn't close with everybody other than Marlon. Didn't really have a a relationship with anybody else from Addicted because honestly, at that time it was a lot of high school friends, and Cameron was involved, but a lot of the people helping out in Addicted were just you know good friends of Marlon's and family of Marlon's that he's known forever that was helping keep this thing rolling. Um, and then came into the live feed and that was my first ever on camera other than the, the movie, um, that I'd really done. And it went well, me and Popov and cam sat and talked about beads all night. Uh, and where was that? Was that in, it was in the garage, Marlins mm-hmm. garage, yep. not my garage. Nope. Okay. Nope. And I don't know if it was that night or, or sometime along that. So addicted already had a YouTube channel. It was Fishing Addicts Northwest at that time. Uh, and again, some just, you know, B-roll type videos with mm-hmm. a lot of music and, and just beat down. Uh, and that's actually how the the first time I ever saw Addicted, we watched the video over and over again. It was a coho fishing video that Cameron and Marlon made. Um, and It's all about the twitch, the one with the seagulls. Yeah, the seagulls. The seagulls, <laughs> the seagulls <laughs> the made this happen. <laughs> yeah, uh, this video in particular, these two seagulls fight <laughs> and over the GoPro. Uh, in the beginning of the video, it's a lot of, yeah, I wish you guys could see it because it was my reaction's hilarious. Well, I'd never seen those drone shots and the fish in the river and blah, blah, blah. And uh, my best friend, Phil, um, years before this, I mean, probably three, four years before I ever even talked to Marlon, um, goes, Oh, you should check out this addicted thing. It's, it's pretty cool. And he sent me the link to the video. And at that time, I think just like anybody, I'm not going to say the word I said, but I said, that's stupid. I'm like, those guys are stupid. And the only reason I said that is because a guy, one of the Chris Calhoun or uh, Chris Calhoun, longtime supporter of Addicted, great guy. He was hiking down a long ways every morning to beat me to some of my favorite fishing holes that I was guiding on. 
uh, and he was always wearing an, like an addicted hatter. But when you came, it was when you first came out with the beanies and the bait towels. It was like your first merch that you ever dropped. Yeah. And he had the addicted beanie and a bait towel. And just because of you, Chris, I'm like, I hate addicted because this guy's hoorahing and walking clear the hell down here because he's addicted and beating me to my favorite holes and staying there all freaking day so I can't stop and fish him. Um, and so just again, like you said, just the fact that there was other people that were working that hard to get to these areas, you know, kind of had me having a grudge. Um, and, but I got to credit my, my best friend, Phil, for telling me to check out the addicted stuff. And so back to the, what I was actually saying, I got off on a tangent there. Uh, Marlon approached me and said, dude, you know, I like what you do. It's just, we're having a good time. We've got another movie coming up. You know, everybody's starting to, to get along and build a relationship. He's like, I really want to go after this YouTube thing. I've been, you know, researching it and, and trying to figure it out for a long time. And I think I want to, I want to start posting a lot of videos on YouTube and I need somebody to help, you know, like Cameron's really busy. I don't want to do it. And I need somebody to help make these videos. And, uh, if you're interested verbatim, this is what Marlon said. I want to make you a YouTube superstar. And if you don't like that and you don't want people to know who you are and be in your life, then tell me now. And I said, let's do it. And uh, I'm out. Yeah. Well, that's what people don't understand when you're on YouTube. You know, if you look at any influence or anyone online, like the only way YouTube works is if you let people into your life, like the people watching, they want to know you as a person. They want to know what you're about. They want to know what you're doing. And if you're not willing to do that, you're never making it on YouTube. But it just inspired me watching at that point in time in my life. Like I was guiding 200 days a year, working my butt off, trying best I could to make it in the fishing industry. And it was working. I was building a good reputation for myself and and fishing kind of exclusive water, which I became popular for. And, and, but I was really impressed and kind of um, inspired by Cameron and Marlon's ambition and how hard they worked. And, it, and that was probably the thing that made me latch on to addicted the most was just having people around me like that, that were that motivated to be successful. And, you know, that sounds, the, the YouTube superstar thing sounds, you know, a little, arrogant but that was his mentality at the time was i want to make this work and i'm going to make this happen no matter how much work we have to do and um, and believe me like we at one point we were putting out like freaking what five seven videos i mean we were putting out a video almost every day at one point yep almost every single thanks day to sb fishing for that yeah yeah we were putting well, out says, sb's growing really fast we need to do exactly what he's doing we're posting one every day well he came to me and he's like hey the way i've got my channel to grow so fast is doing these 30-day challenges and what it is is basically for 30 days straight you fish and you put a video out every single day for 30 days and when he would do that he would see this just massive growth on his channel and so i was like we got to do that but it started with tutorials and and you know we've over you know years of effort i think about three four years now of, of aggressively going after youtube um, I still remember the first time Marlon we was still trying to ex- made it. Yeah, I, I remember the first <laughs> yeah, time you'll... Marlon was explaining to me what video he wanted me to make as far as like tutorial and stuff. And I said, dude, I'm not going to give away a free guided trip on the Internet. Tell people all this information. And I mean, same mentality. I think a lot of fishermen who might not like us because they've never met us have like, oh, I work so hard for all this info. Um, and then slowly I started to realize like what we were doing for people and how many you know, men, women, children that we were helping and, and people who were in a bad place in their life or people that just wanted a new hobby or, um, and so that's really what inspired, like what we're looking at now, you know? And then, and then it kind of dawns on you that even though you tell all those people, you're still Jordan Kanigi. I was yeah. going to say something in the middle there, but you're still Jordan Kanigi and you still catch all the fish you were going to catch. That's beforehand. what's so huh? funny. That's exactly yeah, that, and that, that, that's, that's what I'll never and that, understand. And that was my hang up. And truth be told now, after running this with you seven, eight years, whatever it is, 
you, you still know, catch f- more still, fish than any I don't mother catch more fish than any mother effort than you, but I still catch the fish that he I'm tries going to be to humble, catch. but he does, guys. And I still catch fish, and I realize that when I do see someone and uh, who beats me to my spot or anything like that, I usually kind of like, like you said, hold the grudge. But if I do see him wearing an addicted sweater, I don't hold less of a grudge. <laughs> yeah. I know well, probably, it's no, like you've always do. taught yeah. me: learn yeah. how to fish, don't learn how to fish a spot. Yeah, but no, yeah. it's it's uh, so. But it goes around, and and, and and you're right. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to stop you. No, no, that, I was but, you, but you realize like you go to even new rivers that you've never fished before, and that's kind of your thing. Now you're traveling all over, and you're mm-hmm. still catching them yeah. and catching them pretty good. <laughs> yeah, the sport of fishing is a is a powerful powerful thing and the lifestyle of of fishing and and sharing it with others is i mean what we've all kind of commun as, as a community and, and as a team have agreed upon like you know it's it's a good thing to do and it's a it's a really fun activity and the lifestyle problem is a lot of these share. guys they can't they'll never be able to put themselves in my shoes being you know a, a five six seven eight nine ten twelve year old kid yeah. who wanted to fish so bad and loved fishing There's, but couldn't Mm-hmm. There's there's two pieces to it too. One is that you know from what the brand you've developed and we've made and just how it's, how it's grown, we're definitely at the forefront of like I'll just say attention in the Northwest. Like I'm just going to use that word attention just because I don't have a better one. So like anybody who's seeing a new person go to the river, but but my my second point, you know, anybody who sees a new person go to the river, you know, they just think, oh well, let's crowd them. My second point to that is those people are just selfish. You know what I mean? Like they don't realize that they don't realize that there's thousands of entities that people can get a lot of this information from. And there is there's other things out there. They probably don't do it in the way that we do it, but they just then they need a target to 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 cry about, honestly. Really, that's what it is. And it's probably people that aren't confident in their fishing. Yeah. You know, they don't realize like, okay, yeah, you just told that guy you're mad because that guy showed up and he picked up a rod and tried tried steelhead fishing, but you don't realize that that guy maybe has like a seven-year-old at home that he's going to pass it on to and get him off the video game Xbox and get him out in the river. And that's what he's going to do tomorrow if he finds just an inch of success out there on the river today. You know what I mean? Or however that works out. You know what I mean? It's you like also, it, you just also don't it's contagious. Effect. It's contagious. Yep. It's so, so like you don't know what some – and like and, and you go back to, you know, the whole thing with addiction – stands oh, for and stuff it's, like that i've been with you at at hun- you know hundreds of days either on the river sports and shows premieres where people you know even online where, where people thank you you know for giving yep. you uh, for having a positive outlet you know for guys addiction. in the military kids oh, uh, we one of the that, comments we get all the time on our youtube videos is jordan is the dad i never had and i and that to me like resonates so much because you guys don't understand how many kids are out there that really do fiend for the outdoors, but they don't have any way to get to it. They don't have any access to it. They don't know how to learn. They don't. Right. And, and, and see, we're, look at, we're in the age of the internet. Like, right. No, that, whether that's addicted is here or not. Don't hate the player. <laughs> hate the game. Exactly. If you're, if you're going to be one of those guys that is going to be selfish, hate. what did it for me was when we did, we were probably like three months into our live feed and somebody sent a picture of a shop in Afghanistan and there was like 25 guys and we were just thinking we were just screwing off telling stupid stories in the garage like oh yeah five people are watching and probably you know four of them are eight-year-olds you know what I, you know yeah. i'm just saying i'm just saying like we had that you know we, we were playing with it working out but then someone sent a picture of uh of a shop in, in afghanistan and they had a they had a tv monitor or a computer monitor and they had a bunch of folding chairs and there was like <laughs> 15, 18 guys, like, literally sitting with us on the screen. And, like, when that one hit, that was, like, 
holy like there's guys that are like and i mean these guys away from home you know like i don't know man so that put a whole nother like i don't know i fire if you would under i think this addicted thing at least at least it did for me and at least okay yo this is something that you know you can commit to and 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 put out there that it it really does uh it could affect people's lives like for the positive i'm never please explain to me like because I don't get it. Like, I, I, I don't understand this mentality of, like, like what you said. Like, well, it's taken me 12 years or 15 years, or my grandpa taught me that, and then his dad taught me that, right. and his dad taught me that, so that's how it should be. I, I just don't, I don't get that. I mean, and, and to a point, there are those things out there. No, there's but, not. But even if there is. No, there's not. Fishing right. is something that was probably been being done since the beginning no. of time. Right. For anyone. But what I'm saying is like if the grandpa stood on that rock and then the dad stood on that rock and he teaches his son to stand on that rock to catch that fish, like that's still there. It's cool. But the stuff that we... But why hate on the dude that wants to stand next to you on the rock? Right. Because I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of selfishness. There's a lot of, of, I'm not going to say not, what's, what's the word? It's exactly why anglers can't unite. Right. It's uh, narcissism. What? Is it no. narcissism? No, no, no. It's like unconfident. Like you're not. No, I can't remember the name. I'm really Dude, it's exactly why but we you don't, fight with each other and we get nowhere with the Because everybody fishing. thinks that that fish swimming in that river is like for me. And then eventually you catch enough fish in your life or you take enough people on guided trips. And then you realize like, okay, sometimes it's not necessarily about killing the last one. Like, you know what no. I mean? And those generally I find that those people that don't like. That fish is the river. The thing not, of. Not that persons are. Or any human. Or it's funny, too, because yeah. a lot of our, like, people that are so-called haters, they, like, make their living in these areas that I don't even, I've never even fished in my entire life, and I would never go there because they're, like, shoulder to, sh- they're, they're always crowded. You know, like, I can, I can think of two guys right now that I'm like, that guy is a mega hater. He constantly hates at us online, and he literally stands at a hatchery and goes there every day. And that's like where he fishes, and he's like mad because we brought three more people to that hatchery or whatever. You know, and I, I just I don't am think never even, gonna understand. I'm never it. gonna get lost, and like with that right there, I'm never gonna get lost in case specifics. Because if you want to get into that, then you can blame fishing and hunting news for the last 25 years, posting maps of the fishing spots every single month. I used to get that magazine, right? Like, oh, there was like literally happen. maps. Yeah, right. There, I, and then everybody Same knows. Same with trout steelheader. And everybody knows what Google is right now. So you know what? At the end of the day, like, I. Don't worry about those two guys. What's I know. I just what I'm saying is I never I'm never gonna understand it, and I find myself a lot of times trying to fight with those guys and get them to understand, and they just they're never. You never will. Selfish. You need to understand. Yeah. Yeah. If you and you know the way I look at it too is if you're going down to the riverbank and you're just I mean don't get me wrong I don't like seeing a million people there too but I always just kind of like you know what I mean everyone gets miffed you go down to that secret spot or the first run in the morning and there's someone there like ah oh, nuts maybe it's like it's not the end of the world person, I'm though. still fishing yeah I'm still walking around this river today I'm still alive like you know it's not the worst thing in the world so yeah maybe make a friend next time mm-hmm. that that's too. the big thing river has brought some of the most influential and important people in my life to me and because the river I grew up on, everybody was very friendly. I remember even when I took you that time, I stopped and you're like, you really fish next to this guy. I'm like, yeah, get out and fish dude. You know? And he's like, oh, okay. You know? And I'm like, everybody learned how to do that. Well, like, I grew just, up. Like if someone's there, you don't, you roll. Well, this was a hatchery. Yeah. This was a hatchery. But 
regardless. Even you know? that, well, see, and we didn't even fish those kind of spots. Yeah. Like, we just never did. We no, were growing all, up on the river we grew up, like you said, if someone was in the pullout, you just carried on down the road to the yeah, next just one. went somewhere else. Well, even when we would travel around, like, we just, if someone was fishing the hole, we'd go somewhere else. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I kind of learned that just naturally. Don't learn to f- learn to fish a spot, learn to fish. Like, I always, when I wake up in the morning, I got 15 options. I never have one. You have to. Unless I'm sturgeon fishing, then I only always have one, and that's why I suck at sturgeon fishing. <laughs> we're not. We're going down the rabbit hole. We're going down the rabbit hole. Well, guys, I hope that gives you guys a good little backstory. We thought we'd just kick it off into this podcast because we haven't put one out in a long time and i see a lot of people asking some of those questions and i know we got a lot of new viewers and listeners that don't really know those stories so we're going to try to tell more of them as of late we'll have to get pop off in here next and have him maybe him and swanson can be in the cliffhanger for the next podcast if you guys want to see pop off and swanson in here talking about how they got into addicted let us know in the comments be sure to leave us reviews on icast google play spotify all those different things it really does help us if you guys leave reviews thumbs ups all those little great engagement things we really appreciate it and uh and ideas for the next podcast yeah comments ideas for the next podcast for sure and uh we appreciate every single one of you we'll see you on the river